Yes, your voice sounds perfect. Oh okay. no, it's being recorded. Okay, let's go. Okay, it does. Everyone, does my voice sound okay? <laughs> yeah, you sound great, Maddie. Oh, okay. So do I sound good? No, you sound awesome. Okay, is my voice like fucked up too? <laughs> like, I'm, what's happening? I, you guys, I'm. I can't handle this. No, your voice sounds so good. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's your speaker your headphones i don't i have no idea I'm... okay for those listening either they're using voice modulators or no. i'm having another manic episode no i like I'm need not... to check myself back into the psych ward no i swear to god i'm not using uh any voice modulators it's probably just my bojankity setup over here Oh my god. hi salome how are oh you <laughs> I, I understood that because your voice is apparently deeper than Madeline's. I cannot understand a word she's okay. saying because her uh-huh. voice is already very high. How about, wait, how about this? Can you hear me now? Sing Mama Who Bore Me. <laughs> no, I'm not singing. You cannot make me. Nobody could ever hey. make me sing. <laughs> Girl, sing. No, I'm so shy. I I will okay, sing. Okay, but your voice is fucked up, so it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well, that's true. Well, Mama. <laughs> Is anyone Michelle in the chat? I know. If any casting wow. directors are listening, no, Salome, I'm we'll... open to playing Winla, yes. Elsa, Ernst, Moritz, Moritz, uh, the Melchior, Ma- Melchior the, the teacher lady. I'll do, mom, I'll do any role in Spring Awakening. Yeah. Same. I, um, wait, so you, you go to Temple, right? Fix the voice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, let's see. <laughs> Fix it. Please. I'm begging. Wait, I have an idea. Hold on. I'm begging you. This is about to be the shortest episode ever when I just log off. <laughs> is Maddie like reverberating or something? Her voice is like really. Is it me? It's not me, is it? Okay, well, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Hi, we're back. Hi, we're back. I'm how are? So how is that? Is no, this, you're fine. <laughs> this is great. Is this the official start of the pod? I think you should include all of that. No, we have to include all of this okay, definitely. Cool. <laughs> I mean, if anything, if anything, this is like a regular, uh, you know, the stumbling into the pod is really like the best part of it. That's the best part of any pod. It's true. The technical difficulties. Yeah. Honestly, or the well, schizophrenia. Yeah, it might the, just be schizophrenia. Yeah. The audio. I, took, I, took, I accidentally took two lithium this morning. So um, ooh, good nice. for you. Like, li- lithium toxicity symptoms include confusion. So maybe I'm just confused. Yeah. I mean, no, I have We're some... all a little confused. Yeah. I'm I, I mean, I have some audio processing, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, disabilities. Well, not not like information. Sometimes I, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, wait, so you go to right? Oh my gosh, yes, Doc's me, Queen. Oh, Doc's sorry. Me. Okay, oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll beep it out. Sorry I about live. that. Can you bleep it? Uh, absolutely if you bleep it yeah no i will um, absolutely bleep it. i was just gonna ask because i um, um I, one of my best friends went to 
for dance. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm low. I'm sort of checked out. Yeah. Like I'm, no. I'm enrolled and I have not graduated, but I'm checked out. Yeah. I took two credits this semester. Yeah. Because I was at one point I had four jobs. Oh my god. My god. Are you are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. I I no longer have four jobs. <laughs> that's good. I mean that's the that's the short. I mean I did go to the psych ward. Um, I won't mention that again. That's like the third time I've mentioned it. But um. Yeah, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm like just like vibing. Yeah. So, what do you you currently work as a music teacher for? Uh, That's what is true. It? What for flute? Am I correct? It's my, technically my role is like flute, clarinet, and bassoon, but we don't okay. have any bassoon students right now. Okay. Um, that will hopefully change if they rehire me, which they might not, but they should. Yeah um i'm also a church pianist i wish i was a church organist but the organ is broken um and they have no plans on fixing it because it's like super expensive but it's a huge pipe organ like it's a gorgeous real organ they just don't i mean they say they don't have the money but i feel like churches do have so much money and they just don't prioritize the organ you know what i mean well yeah i mean they're they're Um, conservative they're trying to conserve funds for you know something <laughs> yes but it's you should conserve tradition yes, i mean there are like couple bowls and like official texts that say organ is preferable to piano like literally no other instrument should be played other than organ but i mean i don't know we have guitars and like violins and stuff which is like whatever fine uh but i love the sound of the organ i got to play it i agree like yeah. once in a one performance can they get Peter Thiel to donate an organ? Oh my God, Peter Thiel, <laughs> buy me an organ. Okay, like I, I feel like if Peter Thiel and I met, we would get along so well. So I just need to keep like yeah. social climbing through the podcasting scene, and mm-hmm. then Peter Thiel will notice Pariah the doll and say, "This bitch is giving," and I need to patronize really- her. Yeah, we really want him to like uh, fund some of our productions that we want to produce. Oh my god, like what? Um, well, we want to do a production of God of Carnage. I don't even know that. That's a good one. You would um, love it. You would really like it a lot. It's messy. Oh my god, you should produce the Tennessee Williams play with Candy Darling. I forget what it's called. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I, Small craft warnings. Yes. I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That would be so cool. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we want. Like, if we ever make like a Patreon or we get, we accumulate any kind of funds of any sort, like, I just want to make a sh- play or a some something and like put oh, all my friends brilliant. in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so brilliant. That's so smart. And yeah. I feel, I feel like we need to somehow find a way to bring back the patronage system where like just rich people would throw money at like gifted autists yes because now it's so depersonalized mm-hmm. you know it's all yes, just like weird fundraising yeah and just the way the system's set up like genius no longer floats to the top as easily as it once did exactly yeah. there, there's so much bureaucratic nonsense that like I don't know. It's just you have to be a little bit mediocre to make it through the bullshit. Yeah. Or you, you have to be like so insincere and sort of like sociopathic. 
It's the democratization yeah, of the arts. Yeah. Like. Yes, democracy flopped. <laughs> yeah. Girl, Girl make, make the arts monarchist again. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, there. I mean, there. Please, we, yes. I mean, so many kings and queens out there ready, ready to rule the extended, uh, you know, art art scene or whatever. Um, yeah. I um, yeah. I was uh, wondering. Um, so Salome, I used to play the cello. I played the cello for like 10 years. Um, and I, I really like related to you when you like, I think you mentioned on Jack's pod, um, when you played the bassoon, like you really felt like a carpenter Uh and I, Uh I feel the same fucking way about like, I played the cello for 10 years, but as I got older and I had to be responsible for like tuning it by myself, taking care of it by myself, like that shit is so medieval. Like that's why it's so beautiful, but it's my my frail arms cannot adjust the little pegs. Like I just got to a point where like, oh. I cannot do this anymore. It's so hard to take care of a stringed instrument like that. Like it's insane. Cause if you leave it out in the certain humidity levels, it'll, the um, wood will expand. And then you have to retune it like every day. It's a lot of work. Like half of yeah. half of the, the work of playing the cello is like being a carpenter. <laughs> That's the problem uh, with being an instrumentalist is that there it's a foreign object. It's not something you're born with. So it's something that always you always sort of have to struggle against, which is why mm-hmm. I was so attracted to singing. Yeah. But then what I found with singing is that it's, just as much of a battle because you're dealing with biology which is constantly yes Mm -hmm. and it's actually like super like upsetting because my voice will be totally different from day to day yeah and there's nothing that I can do about it where at least with like a bassoon read like I'm like okay I know where to scrape to get the result that I want but with the voice you have to let it rest have you ever mm. gone on a like a vocal rest? Like, th- do those work? I so I've never been. I've never done it strictly. Yeah. I've like no uh, doctor or like pedagogue has ever asked me to do like two weeks or something vocal rest. But they've yeah. definitely been like, do not sing today. In fact, like my vocal coach like refused to give me a lesson like last week because she was like, your voice is not right give it seven days back on like the reflux meds and come back mm-hmm. and she was exactly right like on the seventh day suddenly I could sing again wow and don't Did they you tell s- you like, oh. oh go ahead maddie oh, i was just wondering don't they tell you to not <laughs> isn't whispering technically bad for your voice like if you're on vocal rest you can't oh whisper. whispering's worse yeah that's what yeah, i'm talking because it's it's the vocal folds aren't adducting mm-hmm. all the way so you're sort of like drying them out and not like it's it's very tiring on the voice it's not healthy production mm-hmm. did you sing while you were in the psych ward is that allowed <laughs> girl low-key i was singing a little bit like in my room alone because i had i had all this time alone so i would be like praying the rosary and then like just sort of like improvising musical ideas to the prayers because I had like nothing to do. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I, I feel like a psych ward, psych ward would be the best place to like compose something because you're just by <laughs> yourself with your thoughts. You're in isolation. 
Yeah. I feel like it was definitely, I mean, as soon as I got out, I did like have this creative burst where I was like, I have to write a novel. Mm -hmm. I have to write a mess. Right. I have to like do all these creative things because life is so short and Mm -hmm. I like, like God is on my side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would really love to see you in an opera one day. Like, I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot about opera, but I have friends who are opera singers and I've seen a few operas and I just think it's really like beautiful and it just takes so much technical skill and uh, physical ability to do that. (laughs) And, um, I, it's so, and it's, it's uh, similar but different with uh, musical theater. With like musical theater, it's easy to kind of find shortcuts uh, to get through the thing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> opera is like so different and like much more uh, yeah. ancient. You can't, and... you can't lower the keys. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, you. Can't Madonna. Lower... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of whenever like my voice teacher lowers the key I always think of that interview with Patty Lapone where she says you can't yes. lower the key yes she completely it's, like it's, throws it's, her it's, under the bus yeah. she's like oh my god like you cannot fucking lower the key like I love that she's it's like, like it's such... like lowering the key to Mimi yeah exactly no like you have to do the work to meet the piece where it's at okay you can't like let it come down to your bojankity level that's so true why is Evita such an important uh, musical for you, Salome? Because it's brilliant. Because it's so good. And that's, like, honestly, that's whenever people ask me, like, why do you, like, once I, I was, inter- actually, this is relevant. I was interviewing for this like, musical theater composition program. And they asked me why I liked Spring Awakening so much. And I didn't really have a good answer, but the answer is really that I am attracted to excellence. It doesn't matter what it's about. Like, I don't have a personal connection to Evita. I don't have a personal connection to like 1890s Germany. Mm-hmm. What it's, mm. hits me is like the musical and dramatic excellence, which is so rare and so hard to find. Yeah, and it's the actual like materialization and um, spectacle like the spectacle making part of it and the technical part of it that's supposed to be sort of um you know you have to like come into that first and and look at you know all the technical parts all of the excellent and then like novel aspects of a piece and look at it from there and kind of you know work backwards almost but I mean that's how I I always felt about Spring Awakening like it's just like very straight and honestly it kind of scares me do you feel this way about spring awakening like the way I've always kind of been attracted to it because it is kind of spooky I would say I like watching the HBO documentary um it sort of hit me like how perverted and like disgusting and like wrong it is it is if you know what I mean yeah it really like took it I was like, oh, wait, I didn't know they were that young. Yeah. Like, I knew they were, I thought they were, like, 19, but the, some of them were fucking 14. And yeah, I'm like, like, girl, Michelle- that, like, I would not let my daughter or son do that. Like, no. or Yeah. Leah like, Michelle, like, was started. Yeah, Leah Michelle started with Spring Awakening when she was, like, 14 years old. That's fucked up. That's and, crazy. Like, that's, that's probably why she's, like, an insane, like, psycho. 
<laughs> that's why she's the way she is exactly yes. oh my god it's literally why the way it like and also she's a the, star no she, i mean she is she's very talented she really is. um but i mean you can see like how how young these actors were when they did the musical but also in the story the i mean it makes sense because the characters in the story are supposed to be 14 yeah is that right yes yeah. yeah yes in the in the if that's accurate to like the original play but i feel like they took like it they took just it took to a they whole other level <laughs> yeah they did yeah it, it's just like so extreme and i think that's why it always scares me it has a very spooky nature and also sort of the minimalism of it uh just gives it this very eerie off-putting feeling which honestly is for the better because it is supposed to be extremely off-putting and perverted in the way yeah, that it was done in the 1890s. That's the problem is like, it's the reasons that make, the reasons that it is great art are also really dark and like perverted and like not good. <laughs> so it's like, what's, where's the, it's hard to know like where the line is. Like when they talked in the documentary about how like, they almost didn't do it because people were like this is unacceptable this is insane mm -hmm. this is like too this is too sexual and like they were right but it's such great art so it's yeah. I, just, I don't even know where to draw the line yeah and honestly it's very ambiguous and i mean i mean there's so many themes to discuss i mean not only is it about sort of a sexual awakening and like pre-pubescent exposure to adult life but it's also about isolation and not wanting to be in school and like being so isolated by the school system where you just want to like hang out with your friends and like do debaucherous things and be bad essentially <laughs> when were you first like Period. introduced to spring awakening <laughs> Honestly, this is a little bit corny. There's a, um, there was like an NBC or something TV show where they have like this high school put on a production of Spring Awakening. Oh, oh no. yes, I remember that show. Literally, I think that's how I found out about Spring Awakening. I think maybe I, had, I, I was a fan of Glee, so like maybe... <laughs> I had heard that Leah Michelle was in Spring Awakening, but I never actually looked into the musical until that stupid show. Yeah, what was that show called on NBC? Because it wasn't it was like it wasn't Rise. a theater show. Yes, but, and it wasn't. And it got canceled it was after like a, one season. Wow, I've was, never heard was, of this. It was choir. I think it was a, like a choir show. It was like NBC's version of Glee. Exactly, it was an off-brand Glee. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> well, I I mean, I've actually never seen Spring Awakening like in real life, but I've always Neither have I. I've seen like the yeah, I mean, the either. small bits of uh footage from the Broadway production. Um yeah, like once again, it always like terrified me, but that what that was why I was so attracted to it. Like the musical, but also the play. I was just like, this is so uh, sadomasochistic. Like it, it all, it really brings about the like inner, the rich sadomasochistic inner life of the playwrights, uh, but also 
I guess the natural like human impulses. <laughs> Spring Awakening was like the first show that I realized that like there was like simulated sex on stage. And so <laughs> I like went online, like on Tumblr or whatever. And I was like, I want to find like the bootleg of this show. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I have to see this sex scene. And that was like how I <laughs> got introduced <laughs> or like Wait, saw, you found the like, bootleg? Yeah. So I mean, I guess I've yeah. seen it, but I've, I've, seen, I've, no, I've seen, seen it live. Yeah, I've seen some bootlegs as well. I've never, I haven't been able to find the full bootleg though. Right. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, did you? I think a long time ago. I'll try to find oh, it for okay. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd love that. <laughs> I was like, I because oh, like in the show, you get to see Jonathan Groff's butt. And I was like, I've I never, like, it never occurred to me that you could do that on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Jonathan Groff was so hot. I was so sad to see everyone age in the HBO. I know. I know. Well, I feel oh like because they were, when they, because they were so young, their voices just sounded so better and it like fit the, the show I so know. well. And like, it, as they got I older. Was so sad. Yeah, their voices just don't sound good anymore, or it doesn't hit the same. <laughs> I was like, is is it inevitable, or did they just all age badly? Like the everyone's voices were worse. Yeah, everyone. I thought Leah Michelle very... looked the prettiest in the doc. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like she, like whoever did her makeup in that documentary was like they did her justice. I, I didn't watch this uh, documentary because once again I'm I'm afraid like I, I'm afraid of <laughs> I'm afraid of musical theater uh, people but um, I don't know it just like to me like once again like the age thing uh, it just is too it's too close to home. <laughs> well, How old are you guys? Dog? Oh, I'm I'm 27 uh, if I recall correctly yeah. <laughs> I think and um, I'm. I'm 24, about to turn 25 in a couple weeks. Oh, fierce. Mm-hmm. Fierce, fierce. Yeah. yeah. How old are you? I'm um, 17. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Hey, great age. <laughs> That's a good one. So you would fit oh, right in with Spring Awakening. Oh, my gosh. They should just cast me right now. What's your favorite song? <laughs> Ooh. Um. Cause I the last the song of Purple Summer is my favorite. Like I just think it's timeless. I sort of think the bitch of living is my favorite. Really? I was gonna say that too. Yes, it's yeah, so it's good. So good. <laughs> I don't know. I I like. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, I do uh, like all of the large. Like I don't like. I mean, I do like all of the music, but I, I gravitate towards more of like all of the ensemble pieces. So I guess that one would go in that bucket but I think the last one is like really really good and um well oh yeah but Josh and I were talking about how the girl who plays uh what's the character and she gets abused sexually abused by Martha yes and the what the hell like the actress was also like abused by her father (laughs) like and she's like so young it's just like so fucked up but I know I I could imagine that that would be 14 year old girls I know, but it could be very cathartic. I mean, everybody's different. 
that's true. That's true. They deal with it in their own ways. Yeah. But I can't imagine like being a 14 year old girl who has a history of sexual abuse in her family and then being forced to talk about it in front of adults. Like, uh, it's just so, so wrong on so many levels. Sure. And it's just strange. Um, but I think that's what has always given it like so much weight and like has like really like touched so many people's heartstrings because it's just like too too real and just spooky to me once again <laughs> well also the doc talks about how like the when it first when spring awakening first premiered like the musical they premiered it at the atlantic theater company which is actually an old church mm, wow so that just like <laughs> it's like this weird like like religious undertone uh, underscoring every weirder yeah yeah I mean that I mean that's why I've always liked it because it is so weird and I think that is why it is excellent because it's just was so out of out of pocket like completely out of nowhere um but yeah it really like like hits you and like affects you I think um yeah and I'm I'm glad yeah when they do the whole like totally fucked scene and they're jumping up and down, I could imagine like it seems like they're performing like satanic rituals. Well, have you guys read the original play? Yeah, I, I actually, did. Yeah, I started reading it again uh, last week, but I I read it several times in high school, and I'm glad that the Ooh. it was re. I'm glad like it was remade into a musical. I guess in like in a modern sense, because all of those 1800s plays are kind of like, well, uh, Steifel, why did you uh, put the pitcher in that hay bin? You know, it's kind of like, it brings about like a new kind of perspective, I guess, to it. Um, it kind of revives the, you know, that old world a little bit. I think what's annoying about the musical though, is that the original play is like a comedy. And the musical is so, takes itself so seriously oh, okay. and is so. I, I have, yeah. uh, hold on, hold on. I have some uh, questions about this because I don't think it's not, to, the original play is not supposed to be like funny, ha 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 slapstick. Like obviously we would think about in that way. It's written in like tragic comedic form. Am I wrong? Uh, like, I, I was researching probably- this and I was, I didn't find anything that could like, tell us and I saw some uh productions of like the original play Spring Awakening but to me I've just felt like it's a tragic comedy it's not a like the the contemporary understanding of a comedy you know yeah well it's called a children's tragedy right well I mean yeah when it comes to the comedy thing like a lot of people have I've seen a lot of stuff online about it that I didn't totally understand or like didn't resonate with me because I didn't I didn't find any of it the musical or the play or the script to be like funny in a way that like there was one there were a few clips that I found of productions where they played some of the lines trying to be funny and I just Mm -hmm. didn't laugh because I was like that's not funny that's really serious and tragic and it's so weird that the audience is laughing at that and so to like that just me I guess but to me like it is angsty and serious Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I always felt that the comedic elements in a early modern sense come from the irony that's in well, the play. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what I think that's what it is. Like the fact that like these parents cannot deal with their own sexuality and are so afraid of it themselves mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. it then uh, spills over into their children's life and they're unable to protect their own children, which is like the first job of a parent. And, and I think like that is where the comedy comes in. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not supposed to be like laugh out loud, hilarious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always felt like, I mean, both the play and the musical, it's sort of about the what happens when like the prepubescent and the postpubescent uh, world clash together uh, sometimes too soon or too too late like who knows um, but I mean that's why it's like so I mean I can see like why it was it's always been like very controversial uh, quote unquote um, because yeah it just like really really hits home and like makes you think about your own like prepubescent rich inner life I guess. Yeah, I think everyone's obsessed with puberty. It's true. I mean, it's the time in your life mm -hmm. where you feel things that like the most intense and you basically are like, uh, like pseudo suicidal in, in a sense, because a lot of it is yes, about like isolation. Is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's taboo. Right. And it's weird to talk about and it's subversive. Yeah, like, that's why like everything's about high school. It's a way for people to like talk about puberty. Yeah, it's a way, and like it's a way to like talk about the, I guess, uh, inner child. I guess that lives in all of us. I, I suppose you know, like, and also it, it's strange. I think when um, the uh, Vedikind, I if you, I'm pronouncing it right, um, when he was writing this, there was like a small bout of increase in child suicide, um, which is very strange um who's to say for what reason but um yeah I think obviously that is something that he goes into and explores in the play well and it's interesting that the musical then uh like a century later kind of predicted like what was about to come like in the early 2010s or late 2000s with like uh teen suicide it, wasn't there like a teen suicide I don't history? know oh, that's an interesting observation yeah I think so. I think it yes. does. It does touch on uh, childhood isolation, and I think a lot of it is about the school system. Like, there's like that scene where the boys are like, "I don't want to do all my homework. Like, I don't want to do any of this," and that is like the conduit for them to explore their own inner life and feelings about, uh, you know, their own mortality that they may have not thought of previously. Um, yeah, it's very, it's so spooky to like, to hear a child talk about more to your own, their own mortality, because they're not supposed to like know about that yet. I think that's I such a like, brilliant observation about the teen suicide, because I feel like, I believe history occurs in cycles. Mm -hmm. And I think the yes. 1890s are very similar to the 1990s and early 2000s. I, yeah, I, def I totally agree. I mean, this was like under the Kaiser rule. So it was so, I mean, this was like under like extreme like authoritarianism and, um, you know, people were getting kicked out of the country for transgressing against the empire. And 
yeah, it was just a very isolating, different in the way things are isolating now, but um, people have always, I think it just makes you think about how people have always been isolated. It's just been different and history, you know, just occurs in cyclical ways. It's very existential. And also what's interesting is like, this play was sort of a precursor to, precursor to the epic theater movement in the early 19th century, which is sort of when like Brecht came about and it started to become like more uh, political, like, and going into all of those, like all of that kind of discourse. But um, what's interesting about Spring's Awakening is that uh, the playwright shoots arrows from all different directions. And it is sort of this kernel of the beginning of what was about to happen. And yeah, I guess I agree. Yeah, it makes so many predictions about the future. Well, and that's so interesting that it like is a precursor to Brecht because mm -hmm. this production, the musical uses like the when the actors start a song, they'll like uh, pull out a mic, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like the audience is constantly being reminded that they're watching a musical and not real life. Which yeah. is weird. It's the presentational <laughs> aspect of it. And it makes you think about like the performative aspects of like prepubescent life and how much you feel like you need to like sort of like try on uh, different personas or ideas to sort of until something hits, you know. Salome, how was puberty for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking off. Um <laughs> obviously horrible um yeah uh yeah which is probably why i like spring awakening <laughs> um because i hated everything that people told me was gonna happen mm -hmm. like every part of it sounded horrifying and disgusting which i now think is probably a very common thought to have but at the time i was like psyoped into you know, thinking that that meant that I wasn't like that, it, that like you, sh if you don't feel comfortable with one puberty, you should just go through the other, uh, which I mean, I don't, I don't, don't really regret how things turn out necessarily because, um, I mean, I feel like that would be a dishonest thing to say. Cause you're a star now, obviously. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right, it, I mean, all, it all led you somewhere. Yeah, it definitely led me somewhere, and God definitely laid a path for me. I'll say that, and I think that it's mm. all in God's plan. And so, um, I can't say I regret anything. And anyways, Castrati invented opera, so well, at least have, I'm always welcome there. Uh, I have like all right super random question kind of off topic um how do you feel about the mikado it's like one of my favorite operas i've never seen it you've never seen about the mikado? it oh my gosh it's such literally a good opera. nothing about it okay that that's fine then. <laughs> um the week we can move on but yeah if you have the time definitely look that up it's a pretty good one <laughs> um, yeah i have absolutely nothing to say about it yeah that's okay um but i do have another i do have another question um when you were a child like because i was 
very um like I was very troubled I was always getting into trouble I was always transgressing against my parents and my teachers which is normal but I wanted to know like were you ever like the same like because I was like always disciplined I was always getting grounded um I was always like back you know back talking to my teachers and didn't do well in school I, I don't know if you had the same experience <laughs> that's so funny um I feel like school was like the place where I could like I, I always felt like I I don't know I was like a straight A student mm. until high school but also like in elementary school I would physically fight like with other boys and like cause a lot of drama like there was always drama for some reason between mm. me and like other kids um which I think is like normal Mm -hmm. um yes well it sounds like you were like social like the, I never I wish I could have been entrenched in some kind of um cool like drama like there was no <laughs> drama to be had because I didn't have any friends <laughs> uh well I I didn't have friends either but I was so weird that I would like insert myself into situations and like mm -hmm. just cause problems <laughs> well that's cool though <laughs> And isn't that like the homosexuality coming out? Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not a homosexual. I'm Catholic. Yeah, oh, sorry. We, sorry. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Any, I go to I don't church. Know any... I go to church. Yeah. I mean, it, it homosexuals is. Homosexuals don't exist um, on this podcast. <laughs> no, they don't. We're all straight. We're all well, straight doesn't even exist. We're just all normal yeah <laughs> yes we are yeah that's I'm what i always say I'm like normal. yeah it's like i just am the way i am like and i'm just a person like just leave me alone <laughs> i wish yeah, like, I don't the documentary would have covered the two homos in the play like the two homo characters <laughs> they they literally did not talk to gideon or the blonde guy no not at strange. all because I think that I love scene, it. there's so much to discuss because I personally don't see it as a gay scene. Leah Michelle does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they're doing the word of your body. Yeah. Reprise is the scene you're referring the, to, right? Um. Yes, the, the Ernst and Hans. Yes. Yeah. I find that scene <laughs> to be so beautiful. And I just, uh, when they like, when they're uh, I just I, when they're like sitting on the floor and they're just like like kissing each other I just it is really I, sweet yeah it's so just, touching and gorgeous and I just like I like was totally the first time I became acquainted with the play and the musical I was totally self-inserting as mm -hmm. Ernst which is like right. half the reason I was obsessed with the play mm -hmm. and the word of your body reprise is so much better than the Leah Michelle Jonathan Groff version oh my god mm -hmm. it's true though <laughs> And when they did the uh, revival of Spring Awakening with the deaf people, they were like, the way that they did it, they were like sitting on a piano and the piano was turning as they were like kissing and touching up one another. Wow. And I, it was oh. gorgeous. Wow. Wow, that's How so problematic is it if I say, <laughs> I felt, I, I feel like the deaf production's a little bit corny and forced. Do you disagree? I, I've personally, I've always felt that way because they're trying to make such um, extreme direct allusion to uh, what, what, uh, this is what happens when we silence our children. They're not able to, ex 
you know, I, I don't know. It just was really, it just <laughs> it's some, too, on the too obvious. It's it too is on obvious. The nose. It is hard. on the nose. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, don't like state that. state it, suggest it. Yeah. Show, exactly. don't, uh, what is it? Show, don't tell. Yes. <laughs> but, but that, that scene in particular, I found beautiful. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. But oh maybe God. that's just because that scene is to- like a beautifully written scene. I want to do this scene so bad. You, you, I mean, you can. No one's stopping you. Everyone's when Peter Thiel funds our production of Spring Awakening. Of course, <laughs> absolutely. You're top of the list. Yes. <laughs> can I be Ernst? Absolutely. Oh my God, perfect. Yes. <laughs> do you yes. have any other um, dream roles, like musical theater or uh, opera or anything? Musical theater. I mean, I feel like my voice isn't very musical theater. That's the issue. It's pretty, it's so for opera, um, definitely. You might Caribbean do well in like. Lenoncio de Figaro. Mm. Well, yeah, you might do well in like the early, like early musical theater. Cause like, it's still coming, that early musical theater is still coming out oh, of like the opera days. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yes, that's true. Definitely. That's mm. true. Something Even some sometimes it oh. is like is like head voice exactly. dominant. It is. I'm just I'm not a beltrist. I probably never will be. Uh so many all right. But I could Have... be I could I could turn a Cinderella. Oh I, I played I played Cinderella in um uh, <gasps> into into the woods when I was a kid. Yeah. I hate That's you. A I'm a good so one. jealous. It was a good one. I I mean it's a little high for me. Um I don't even know what the hell I am. Like if I'm a soprano or an alto, like so many people have told me so many different things, but whatever, it's a good one. It's, it's that it's from some great songs. <laughs> There's a Thank production you. Are you, of, are you more of a beltress? Right um, I can, I can belt. Yeah. I've actually been more of a belter than I have as I am actually more comfortable singing in my head voice, but I, I do, I can belt. So I just can only belt so high. I feel I've learned though over the years I feel like just now gotcha. I've been I have actually learned like going into places in my in the back of like my nose and I just I so hard to explain but sometimes like you're experimenting with your voice and you're like wait did I just do it I guess that's how you do it and no one can really explain it to you have you ever experienced that before you're <laughs> like what the hell did my body just do <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm like, that can't be how you do it. And my teacher's like, that's like, how else? Uh, There's no other way to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, but then, but how come I didn't know? Yeah. (laughs) But there's no way. Like the voice typing for musical theater is so different from opera because in opera, I'm more of like a mezzo. And then in musical theater, the soprano roles are just roles that like where you don't belt and that don't right. go that high so mm-hmm. it's like it's there's there's sort of not a direct transfer between yeah. like opera fach and musical theater right types um something that i used to have in my audition book was the spanish version of i feel pretty and it's like the best mm. thing to sing ever oh my god because it's very it's a sondheim and it's still very operatic but the spanish just sounds so much better and like a less kind of hokey in the English version. It's just like a better translation of it, I feel. 
Oh, gotcha. Salome, I've interesting. I I've noticed that like um opera companies are starting to produce like song time a lot. Like the opera in my city next season is gonna do I've also noticed that. What do you think that I mean, I know he deserves it, mm-hmm. but he's I mean, but he's not technically it's, like you know, opera. You know, I think it's multiple things. I think the music is so difficult that dumb singers like can't do it. Yeah. Right. I think True. I think the way it's written, um, you require you need to have a great technique to sing song time. Yeah. And opera singers although I mean I can talk for hours about how bad opera singers are today they're going to have a little bit better of of a technique on the high notes um I think Sondheim is operatic I call him an opera composer all the time I think I have a tweet somewhere where I said the best three living opera composers and he's no longer living unfortunately but we're Sondheim Philip Glass and John Adams Mm -hmm. um and then I think also it's just like opera companies need to make money and like it's sometimes going to make them a little, they know they'll sell tickets. Yeah, um, that's true. In a, in a way that a lot of opera just doesn't. What's your uh, favorite Sondheim uh, <gasps> show piece? Oh my God, you know, I think it's company. I think the score is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's so brilliant. brilliant. You know what's like, so crazy? Like whenever you, whenever you, whenever I approach a Sondheim piece, like if you actually look at the sheet music, you're like, oh my God, like this is not just sheet music. Like this is actually a play also in a musical written form, but it's like so complicated. Any kind of like contemporary, like musical theater person, when they come back to Sondheim, they're like, oh, I forget that this has actually has the ability to be really complicated and complex and requires like a lot of attention to detail. It's great theater and great music. That's why yeah. Sondheim will last forever. You will live forever. Yeah. Have you seen the company revival that's on Broadway right now? Oh my God, of course not. I never see any shows ever. <laughs> I have never seen anything. Well, there's an Into the Woods revival at New York City. Uh, is it, or, is yeah, it, New York City Center Encores. Was it a troll or is Hillary Clinton playing the giant? <laughs> No, she's cl- that, okay. Yeah, that's the one yeah. in Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Hillary Clinton so is the giant. Congrats to Hills. There's nothing. I really more wanted to go. Yeah. It's I in know. fucking Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is the giant of Arkansas. That's true. <laughs> I mean, her and Bill. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is like a giant. And also, she just has like that big billowy bustling voice where it just makes sense the bitch is big <laughs> she's, a, she's a big girl Hard. <laughs> although i hope that like when she does it or did it like she like coughed a little you know like when she was on the campaign and she was like trying to like come for trump and then she like and she had a cold or something and she kept coughing while she was trying to <laughs> i wish i hope that that's how they did it in into the woods <laughs> I wish I was there. I know. So Me good. too. Well, no, one gets... day we're gonna go to the opera salon there. Oh, definitely. Wait, wait, what's a good like? What's a good opera that um, for us that you think like we would like, or is like a good like? Um, that I would think get our the foot Met. The door? I think the Met is doing. This is a horrible 
a recommendation, but I think the Met is doing Philip Glass's Akhenaten again with mm -hmm. Anthony Roth Costanzo, a countertenor in the lead role. Um, it's it's totally down. not. Uh, see, the problem when talking about opera is that um, I don't like I don't like any of the standard operas, and I don't know any of the standard operas. And people like usually like think that's insane because I'm an opera singer, but I love opera that is very old or very new and like a lot of the standard rep is not that interesting so do you not like tosca i just saw tosca i've never even heard tosca okay oh she, she likes the different <laughs> ones okay as we <laughs> but it's like i don't i i don't even intend to be different it's just like i can't figure out how not to be yeah it's just what you like well i just it saw really the revolution of steve jobs have you heard of that? What? Yes, 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 yes. The revolution of Steve Jobs. This is an I, have, well, I haven't heard it, but I've heard of it. I think See, it's iconic. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because it was all it all revolved around a circle and his like connection to a circle. Um, but I was like, like I wasn't really that into it because I was like, there's no like music in it that I could see. Uh, a person singing outside of that opera oh. you know that is a problem with modern opera I've seen a lot and of like shows written in the past 20 years where I'm like okay you're like the music doesn't sound like music it sounds like random notes mm -hmm. and I also um don't think that English is a good uh language oh my, it's for opera no. it's so bad I have an <laughs> opera planned out that I'm gonna write in um French and Italian because it's English is Ooh, I hate what? singing in English I personally I'm the like, same way sound I, my worst when I'm singing English yeah I'm the same way and also it's better I just I feel like it's better to understand people when you're not singing in English because of especially the romantic languages because there are so many um consonants that come across so much clearer than they do in English. I don't know if that makes sense, but I can just hear people's consonants so much better if you're singing in like Italian. Well, it's like for me, the issue is there's in Italian, you have really seven vowels. In Latin, you have five. Mm -hmm. In English, you have an infinite number of different right. vowels. And that is why um, I can never understand what anybody's saying on stage ever. <laughs> yes. And you need, you need like a fabulous, insane technique to mm -hmm. sing in English. And you don't really to sing in Latin. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Latin's mm. definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then like the all the arias that I'm learning right now are Italian. Um, what are you, what are some of like um some of your favorite operas that you've um done or like performed before? Um, so actually I literally this week found out I got asked to sing in Poulong's Dialogues of the Carmelites, which is about nuns. Mm. Ooh, I'm gonna be in the little thank you thank That'll you thank exciting. you I'm like praying I'm praying it doesn't fall through so like it's like a I, I mean it was the invitation was made so I'm assuming and I said yes so I'm assuming it's gonna happen <laughs> but it's like mm -hmm. you know like um I, th I feel like things come and they go but yeah. it's like a dream opera like a um and there's like a dream role in the opera that I'm not doing but that's fine because I'm not ready to do it um I've done Eugene Onegin and Street Scene. And then Ooh, I, yeah. unfortunately, oh, so you know Street Scene? It's so camp. 
And I well, did, I've I had did like, like so much in the. <laughs> I've known people who have like sang from it in like choir. Oh, like they'll gotcha. do like a solo. I've never actually seen it. Oh, cute. Oh, well, I did. There's the chorus part is so small in it, but there's so many bit parts mm -hmm. that I did when I was in it. Like I danced, I played the flute on stage. Um, I said some lines playing like the male doctor. So that was like a blast. Um, mm -hmm. But and then I had unfortunately two operas canceled due to the fake coronavirus, mm -hmm. which were Candide mm -hmm. and um, Amal and the Night Visitors, which both would have been very, very fun. Mm -hmm. Both English, unfortunately, but whatever. Glitter and be gay. <laughs> Twitter and be a faggot. Oh my god. Would you have it's sung so that upsetting. song? Um, girl, I don't have the range. Wait, so what's the top note? Wait, I don't know. Say that one more. Wait, I, I didn't hear it. What did you say? <laughs> I said, girl, I don't have the range. She doesn't have oh. the range for glitter. It goes up to what? Like an F? Maybe. I. I, I, I my teacher vocalizes me up to like a C, but I wouldn't choose repertoire that had a C, if you know what I mean. Oh, wait, Music theory on. was always my nightmare in high school. <laughs> like at sight reading, literally wanted to kill myself. What I, 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 I Girl, that's love... my favorite thing. Okay, see, I, oh, I agree. <laughs> I love I love sight reading. It's like to me, it's so fun. It's like I don't know what it is like oh, no. it just comes a little it's rewarding more. it is because sometimes I literally I mean I was never like good at it but when you do get it right you're like I knew it like hell yeah like girl they had me doing they had me doing all seven clefs atonal sight singing soul mm. fetish so it's like I'm obsessed with it I did love the do re mi part I did love that that's a serve. But, okay, we yeah. love a good do re mi over here. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> do re mi for soliti do mamos. Hell yeah. Um, it makes me feel like I'm living out my sound of music fantasy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I've had so many, um, God, I, I've had like so many embarrassing moments uh, in school where I had to sing and like, I, I'm an okay singer, but man when it goes south like it just there's no coming back from that like i'm just right forgetting the words no not even forgetting the words it's like my voice just decides to like have a mini seizure and then like i sound like something like jumped out <laughs> of me like i just like so many embarrassing moments oh my god yes my voice to would totally like crack in sight singing class mm -hmm. And what sucks is like you basically have to because you have to you have to sing full force to like really figure it out. And uh, unfortunately, we just have to we have to crack. We have to crack so many times. Girl, I'd be cracking. I'm cracking constantly. Oh my god! I'm if cracking somebody, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm constantly cracking. Like if somebody like heard me, oh, I just oof. Like I've just been traumatized from like cracking during auditions cracking in front of people like ugh, it's, just, it's so painful maybe that could be a podcast title like somebody what? like salome you could start a podcast <laughs> called cracking cracking <laughs> oh my god the girls have been asking should i do it should i bite the bullet 
Yeah. yeah I Why mean, not? we're yeah. all dying anyway yeah. and meeting our yeah. maker. Oh my God. Not soon enough. <laughs> I sort of have a podcast, but I just like upload like audio files to random places and don't tell people that I uploaded it. I think that's even well, better. Like, I love to like, I love to be like a little detective. And I'm like, ooh, where did she post her latest like little audio clip that I have to find? <laughs> well, I didn't listen a little bit to the one that you made where you're at that art party. Oh my god, that was so camp. They're they're mostly unlistenable, <laughs> but intriguing <laughs> oh wait wait there was another one you posted on twitter that was just like you playing a couple chords on a keyboard and that was it and i don't know it just to me it was really funny <laughs> oh my god thank you that was so funny <laughs> I they're don't know they're why. Uh, they're like art pieces they're yeah, not they are they're a different kind of podcast yes it's you're like not a, like you're not supposed to get it no it's like a uh, like an audio diary almost just little yeah. tiny moments from your life your little mu- your it's musical something. life <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called arbores yes against yes. nature mm-hmm. wait wait so That's are you a books, more to right? are you like a me- are you me- what, what did you say are you a mezzo-soprano or what i just asked my teacher what she thought i was and she was like you know <laughs> i don't know you're either like a high mezzo or a low mezzo mm-hmm. I think it just depends on, yeah, like, honestly, I don't know, for me, it just, like, depends on the piece. I'm like, hmm, this character is a mezzo-soprano. Am I a mezzo-soprano? I don't know, but I can try, you know? Like, I can be whoever you want to be today. It's it's like, I can either sing this aria or I can't. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. I think I'm I'm a baritone. Not a contralto. That's hot my i used to be a tenor nice. but i think how low can you I, sing? I can't i don't know <laughs> i don't know the. i don't know the <laughs> I, it's been she so long I don't, wait i think exactly in school, i don't know theory <laughs> i think in school like i don't know it's probably changed but i was able to belt up to an an e i think that was like my highest i could belt but i don't know your slide but here's the thing, it I I can sometimes I'll sing and I'm like, okay, it matched the actual pitch, but it didn't sound good. Or maybe I'm just like, that's just in my mind. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, if my chest voice is easy on an E4, then it's the good guy, which is mm-hmm. an octave below your high E. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that's normal for opera. Yeah. Salma, have you ever yeah. taken um, an acting class? You know what? Not really. No, I wish I had. I wish I had the opportunity, which just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a gifted performer. Like some actors just don't. I don't know. I mean, oh. acting class is helpful, actually. Um, but well, thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's it is fun to do. It is fun to take an acting class, and I think it does help you um, in the physical sense because you get a lot of good like warm up and uh, technical uh, pieces of information that maybe you know you may not have explored prior in a music set, a more musical sense. But I don't know. 
It definitely contextualizes everything. That I believe you're doing it. I'm gonna try. Way. Yeah, and it's very. I feel like acting class and acting school is like so esoteric and hippy dippy because you're constantly like rolling on the floor and like doing all breathing, these like breathing yeah. weirdly and like I don't know. Like, I've like always wanted that though. It's fun. I mean, it is really relaxing. It's kind of like yeah, yoga class but cooler and more intense. I just never had room in my schedule. I'm still, I still haven't graduated. That's the funny part. So maybe this fall, but I mean, I'm working now um, tentatively. If they ever hire me, please don't listen to this pod if you want to rehire me. <laughs> um, I want, I want, to, I really want to see you conduct. I always conducted oh. in high school, and that was like the most fun thing for me. I just like, I feel oh so great when I'm conducting. <laughs> it's really so fun. I conducted my job. Um, I don't, I'm hoping to get better at conducting. There's, there's so many things that I want to do. And like already people are like, how are you doing like all these different things? And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not enough. Cause it's all fun. That's like yeah. what it comes down to is I'm just like following, like, I just want to have fun. So yeah. that's why I do like, just, whatever I do. Yeah. You're literally following your heart. Like you just want to have fun. You just want to like live life to the fullest and yeah. Exactly. Well, like, I, don't wanna, fun. I don't want to die without conducting a Beethoven symphony. Oh, we gotta make mm-hmm. that happen. Yeah. Okay, to. wait, hold on. Have you ever have you ever heard of Soon like Soon He Newbold? I always had to play a lot of her in no. Oh my gosh. See, I okay, so on like the I don't know, she's just like this one composer that I always hated because she like come conducts so much the sheet music for like children's orchestras and high school orchestras and like most of it is like disney music and it was like so much uh music uh teaching was robbed from me because we were always playing the lion king um but you know we we played yeah we played i don't know we we played a lot of other things too which is good wait lion king yeah i don't want to talk about it but um wait so (laughs) what are um what what kind of music do you listen to like on a casual basis? Ooh, that's a good question. Let's open up the Spotify account. <laughs> um, usually it's gonna not be classical unless I'm like yeah. listening to Ravel because I'm moody. Um, or like studying. Like uh, aside from studying music, I have a lot of Sophie, a lot of Azalea Banks. Mm-hmm. Mm um Zion Warwick uh Tin Man America Carol King um scrolling 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 Lana Del Rey of course of course of course the the queen Britney Spears Gwen Stefani Kylie Minogue Patti LaBelle Patti LaPone I was listening to Patti LaPone's version of being alive earlier today actually it was it's, good her voice is kind of busted in that don't you oh, sorry <laughs> no i i agree i mean i, I don't know like the i mean early patty is really good i think now she's at a point where uh, there's just a little it's a little crackly a little crust is in there i don't know what it is it just makes me sad that she busted her folds because it's like if like who like why is that happening and is it avoidable because there are like there are opera singers from the early 20th century who 
you know, died with fabulous voices. And then there are others like Maria Callas who lost their voice. Mm-hmm. And then there are people oh, like yeah. Patty who sounded incredible, but then lost it. And it's like, what is happening to these people? And Wait. how do I prevent it? Is it maybe is it a belting thing? Because she's such a I think it is, I think it's I think it's an eight show a week belting thing. Opera singers don't yeah. do eight shows a week. Because I feel like uh, whenever I sing in my head voice, I feel so much healthier. And when you're belting I, I, so much like air and like muscles are like being activated, it's like I uh, fatigue so much quicker after belting than I do. I think it's belting. I have these yeah. this I have this very old italian opera vocal text that says like women should never sing above e4 in chest voice because it will damage your voice because the folds are smaller than a man's mm-hmm. and i think it's true i that think it sounds so incredible and gorgeous and thrilling if you're 19 yeah. but then once you're 30 it's over mm-hmm. and it's not worth it no yeah because sometimes i will see actors like belt and it sounds incredible but I uh I, you know my heart breaks because I'm just like that is uh you know it's like for every belt you do you lose like eight years of your life like what do they say about like smoking cigarettes like for every cigarette you smoke like you lose a year of your that's how I feel about belting. yeah you lose eight minutes of, of singing essentially exactly no yeah. it's so true and that's why I want to hear Vita sung by opera singers and I want to play Evita. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I think that role can only be done healthily in mm-hmm. head voice. The way, like, there was no way for Patty to do eight shows a week for years and not blow her folds. That's it's just probably possible. what did, that's probably what did it. Because sometimes I'll see Patty, like, do a role where I'm just like, this is not for her. Like, she's wasting so much time. And, like, now she's lo- she's losing minutes. <laughs> Well, and she even acknowledges that she didn't know how to sing that role yeah. properly. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, she said wow. that. She was like, I'm not, she's like not, she wasn't really a singer. She graduated from acting school and like she had a voice, yeah, but she Julia. was like a trained singer. And I also, I think she's just a talker. <laughs> she, yeah. talks a lot. she talks a lot. It's the Italian. It is. I think that's probably, because sometimes, honestly, sometimes my voice kind of bus like after a podcast depending on how long it is or how much I talk oh yeah I, t- I talk horribly I talk with this vocal fry that like is damaging to the voice but what I really want to say about the role of Evita is that there's no it's not possible I don't no. think to sing it without doing head voice and I think it would be so cunt to do it in head voice it'd be yeah. like insane and I want to do it so Peter Thiel Hit us up. We're ready. Ready to go. Um, Have you read um, Masterclass by Terrence McNally? um, It's about Maria Callas. It's about Maria Callas like giving a voice lesson to a student. Oh, right. It's the book about her Juilliard Masterclasses. I believe so, yeah. Maria Callas is like a huge icon for me. Like she's like one of my, she's like my muse. (laughs) Did you see the Patty interview where she was like, oh, Maria Callas was at Juilliard giving her master classes when I was there and I just didn't bother going. I had better things to do. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? And then she played and then she played Maria Callas in Masterclass on Broadway. Oh, yeah. bitch. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. 
crazy girl. She's literally cool, so fucking stupid. I know. She's. So, I mean, that's why she's great and like she's funny. Like you dumb she, bitch. She literally does. I mean, she. It's, it's just so sad because like she's seen as this amazing like musical theater icon, which is like great. She's a talented singer, but she's far better as an actress. Oh, she's so. But you can't. You can't really cut it just as a stage actress. No, anymore. absolutely not. Like and in her time. That's you probably a triple threat. Yeah. yeah, that's probably what she found out off coming off the heels of Juilliard. She was like, Well, guess I can't just be an actress. I gotta do it all. So singing yeah, you it can't, is you can't just you can't just make your way as in a career just doing Rosalind and like other Shakespeare roles. Like their market doesn't allow that. I know. Unless we do, um we um get those teal books and start oh my let's God, be an empire. Teal. Make <laughs> Make the arts monarchist again. That might yeah. be the title of the episode. No, it's okay. It'll happen. We're gonna have an evil thespian um, uh, arts of extended theater monarchy. Monarchy. Period. <laughs> um, Can we talk about the um, sexual relationship between <laughs> um, Jonathan Groff and Groff? <laughs> that I was, I was eating that up. I was like, what is like? That's so interesting. I feel like you should have it's just weird. Probably yeah. They really should have gotten married. So they're both insane. I'm like Jonathan, like I I was <laughs> like, I know you're not that gay. Like I feel like you could fuck her. Wait, hold on. He's and, okay. Like, I didn't even hard. know that he is he gay? I didn't even know. What the hell? That was the whole that was the whole that was the whole conspiracy. Girl, of the did document. you watch it? No, I didn't watch that. I was too scared. <laughs> I literally that was the whole conceit of the documentary was that he like was closeted during spring awakening and then he came out and after he left the show or whatever yeah Mm. which it's odd to me to imagine a time when John Groff was not out of the closet yeah I just feel like I've known him I've known I feel like I've known him since forever as a gay man did you well did you did you come across him through glee because i did that's my first yes when he played jesse st james right? jesse st Clair or saint yeah just saint Clair. saint Clair. um get it right josh <laughs> sorry i sorry to all the gleeks out there <laughs> god the Ugh, i can't did you, he got did fat you... he got fat he, he gained weight and i was upset about it his face is puffy and bloated. I'm not. Okay, but if he married Leah Michelle, you can guarantee she would not let him gain any weight at all. Like he would have no, turned no, out no. a lot. She he did not gain a pound. No, she Leah Michelle did not gain a single inch. She's been this like <laughs> I love her. She's been like this crazy, insane, like uh like she's been like cryogenically frozen ever since she's ever since she's been 14 and um yeah she literally she refuses had... to change yeah and also she doesn't crack so everyone's she's just jealous she's central theater kid and bitch has I, never I cracked in her, her life she's never cracked yeah. a, in a single any any time she would never allow that but like jonathan was like a she's country like... boy and then like he yeah. comes to new york city and he's on this show and he has to like make out and simulate sex with Leah Michelle and then and they like kiss a lot and he like asked her to show him her vagina so psychotic 
I lost it. I was like, you're joking and you're not saying this on fucking HBO right now. Ugh. That's so... So insane. And I was like, dude, like, if you're... You're not gay. You're not gay. No. He you're was not cu- gay. He was curious. He was you so were curious. groomed. No, I re- really... <laughs> no, okay, this is crazy to me because I really thought, like, I don't know. I To me, he doesn't... He's never uh, registered as, like, someone who's sexual to me. I don't know if it's just me. But I always thought, like, <laughs> he was straight. Like, they were just, like, really good friends. Or either they dated or didn't. I don't know. No. Unfortunately, wow. he was he was a homosexual. They never dated, Ugh. but it's like like what I'm so skeptical of like his type of faggot because I'm like I like so many gay men I know have fucked women that I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean that you're like? Why do you think that you're in this box? Well, it's a spectrum that you can't see from. <laughs> um, I think it it I think it is more of a spectrum than yeah. a like like I don't think. Like, I feel like that's just very modern and, like, false and, like, constructed yeah. that you're there's, a gay person who was born gay. Yeah, I think there's a I gay gra- uh, there's a gay gradient for sure, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a, maybe there's, like, um, I don't know. I'm, like, an alternative. In all different jo- jo- and Josh, am I be Josh, am I being too Catholic and homophobic? What do you think? No. I, I think, well, I think... Like, <laughs> I don't think that gay men are born this way. I don't like that. Like, because I just like, it's all wrapped up in like Lady Gaga for me. And so see, I just like, can't <laughs> deal with that. See, I disagree. Cause I just grew up with like so many gay guys who like were gay from the, like literally from birth. So I don't know. I feel, I have no, like, there's no reason to like. I, but, I think like, people don't want to acknowledge the mom's role well, that's true. Yeah, homosexuality so and the dad's role. It's so funny because it's always like, no, no offense at all. But it's like, oh, whenever I say this shit that I think is like <laughs> controversial, gay men are like, "Sis, you tore you spilled," and like, <laughs> straight women are like, "No, that's so wrong." <laughs> and yeah, no. people just like don't want to do any like introspection. Well, no, it. I mean. I think, yeah, your parental rearing has so much influence on your libidinal life, whether it's like in a sexual sense or like the things that you stumble into and your interests. So, I mean, there's definitely something to it. Absolutely. Also, happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's (laughs) Day. Oh, my God, dude, I was waiting for the train and someone wished me a happy Mother's Day. And first Uh. of all, this was like Saturday. Um, and I'm just it. still pressed about it because it's like, how old do you think I am, bitch? <laughs> it made well, me so mad. Well, first of all, we've already established you're 17. So I'm 17. How can I have Hello? a baby? You're a teen mom. Oh. <laughs> I'm a teen. Oh my god, We're pregnant teen mom. Let's call up MTV right now. <laughs> Get you on teen mom. I'm down. Give her, give her the doll a show. I'm saying I would do so well on MTV. What would your people, show? What would your show are, be about? Yeah, people aren't watching MTV. That's are true. They? Actually, my friend and I, well, this girl and I have an idea for a show. It's her, actually it's just her idea. It's like 
I've actually it's not a good idea it's the dolls of Philadelphia and it's just about like all the trannies in Philadelphia that we know and like the drama that they cause and I I do actually think that if it happened it would be extremely successful um only because like every trainee I know in this city is psychotic like absolutely unhinged insane and they're all such vain narcissists that they would uh, they would play it up for the camera so it would I actually would watch, be hugely yeah. successful. Wait, would it would it be a tv show or like a reality show yeah like a reality show um uh, i that would or what is it about philly then like all right first of all um i don't really know anything about philadelphia my um family is from like uh, outside of Philadelphia, um, kind of like uh, Beaver County mm-hmm. area, but um, what is going on? Like, what, what's what's the deal? What's the well, scene like? Philly's Philly's demons. Philly is demons, girl. Everyone here is transgender. Wow. <laughs> um, there's homeless people and crackheads out, like that sleep outside my door. Um, there's a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like empty businesses. It's, I always say it's Sodom and New York City is Gomorrah. And I think that like we're, like I'm about to be like getting the fuck out of here and not turning back around. How long um, have you been there for? To, um, I, well, it depends on what you call Philadelphia. Um, Cause usually when a white person says they're from Philadelphia, people are like, oh, so which suburb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am from a suburb. Um, then I moved to Philly, then I moved to New York City, then I moved back to Philadelphia. So I've been here too long. Yeah. I'm, I kind of, uh, I don't, but I don't really have a way out at this point. Mm-hmm. And I have jobs and I feel like I need to be, I need to cut my teeth a little bit more before I move back to New York City. So you have to make where... Kinopaya first. Oh my God. I literally... I was gonna say something. I was gonna dox myself. I have been dying to see Camille Paglia. I'm. It's, where where I've, is she? I've been in, Does she do speak? Like, where is she at right now? Like, is she University she, of the she, Arts. Alleged, she teaches at U Arts. Right. I don't know what her situation is. What? How many classes she teaches? What classes she teaches? If they're online or not? Because some classes are insanely still online. Um, and she is old, so I can I can imagine her being one of those boomers who are like I I'm doing it online, yeah, um, but I can also imagine her being someone who never went online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know she's very hated by a lot of the students, so I don't think she teaches that many classes. But mm-hmm. um, I'm dying to meet her. I'd love to interview her. Right. Yeah. That's true. I'm, I can see. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I can see her just being like. I've I mean she's I can't imagine she does like any speaking engagements or anything I mean she what did many at at one time but I don't know I know she's well I feel like probably people aren't asking her that much because there was one interview this year from a really random publication in like Mexico and I feel I just have the sense that like if like a weird podcast asked to interview her she would be like no she'd be like okay <laughs> no she i think she'd be okay wait she'd be really like, sure that sounds interesting that's the vibe i get yeah i mean she's so elusive i can i can see it going either way but i mean we definitely want her on absolutely we've still got to build start a kickstarter our... right now yeah <laughs> 
We're still trying to well, build our scene. What would you discuss with her? Oh my gosh. I mean, we would have to have like several meetings before and like and make a, a Google document and like have it organized. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about Shakespeare with her. Yeah, I mean, that's most important. Oh my God. She's, yes, she, I feel like I've listened to her talk about Shakespeare more than I've read Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah yeah I love I love that she loves um yeah I love that she loves um she always brings up uh Antony and Cleopatra constantly like it's just like it she does it's like holds up in the sense of like uh political relations uh versus like uh you know domestic relations and uh yeah I mean it's such a good one but yeah she's got some great takes I also want to know how she feels about Kamala Harris now that she's in the she's in the spot like she is oh her ideal. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was sort of, I remember she said something about Biden in her book, Provocations, that pissed me off. But I don't remember. She likes it Biden, yeah. Uh, she's just, she's just know, a boomer. I don't boomer. know how she feels now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I don't but know. she's like a boomer with she vision. does go a little... Yes, yes, yes. But sometimes just with the politics, I'm like, I can, I can use yeah. it. Like I, I, you have so much to say about yeah. art that's never been said before that I really just am not interested in your liberalism takes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, yeah, I'm not, not interested like about the boring aspects, like very predictable sort of, I, I want the uh, anthropological aesthetic kind of uh, conversation part. Exactly. But I mean, she has a son. She's probably like, she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I can see that. She never really wanted like a ton of spotlight. She was always very good at like uh, yeah. keeping her artistic public self away from her private yeah. personal self. She is like very objective and like never really goes into, yeah, her personal life. I think I, yeah. I admire that. Me too. I do. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'll say anything for any amount of attention. <laughs> but that's well, the, part that's, part of why we love you. Yeah, and that's what makes you good, like a good performer. Oh. Because yeah, well, it's, it's true. Like that's what that's what makes a good like um, performer. It's just like because you're you're you don't have you're uninhibited. It's very important as a performer to be very uninhibited, and like that's what you have to do when you're singing anyway. Like you can't have any reservations. Right. 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 And she's not a performer. She's a writer. No. She's an academic. Yeah. We're, we have different, we occupy different sexual personas. Yep. <laughs> Although she, she does perform a little bit when she does give oh, her lectures. Does. Yeah. She's she, an improviser. Yeah, you can tell that she loves it. I, I feel like there's a, a secret um, thespian inside of her, like waiting to like jump out or like maybe uh, in her private life, she, um, when she's reading Shakespeare, maybe she she plays it a little bit. <laughs> well, and oh she God. um she dressed up as a matador from Carmen when she was a kid. <laughs> I'm saying I, I wish I could be her fucking friend. I just love to keep you with Camille. She does seem like she would be a really good friend. You could do like what yeah. Glenda and Camille did in the nineties, and you could. <laughs> oh my God, Zalame and Camille. 
do downtown. That would be such a serve. <laughs> do downtown Philadelphia. <laughs> that would be such a fucking serve. And yeah, right. and I, it could go into an it could go into like your um yeah, it could like uh blend into like your Philadelphia tranny um reality show too, because it could be like an anthropological <laughs> study. And you could like confront oh, yeah, some we- abortion activists. Oh my god, yes, we'll go to the Planned Parenthood, we'll go <laughs> to the gay sex club, and we'll accidentally run into my hooker friends. That sounds who's a fil- like a like a Thai tranny lady boy. It'll be such a it'll be such a serve. You'll get like so many in-depth look like in-depth looks into the culture. <laughs> the culture okay I honestly hate the word culture at this like I don't know how anybody else feels about this but like when I think of the word culture I think of like cheese you know what I'm saying like oh it has like lack like acidy culture I love cheese I do too I do too I do I do get what you're saying because okay whenever you go to the doctor and like they take like a uh, like they do a swab of your throat or something like oh we have to take a culture I'm like oh god but anyways, <laughs> and, and, I think it's, it's so much like, better than society, though. That's true. People, society's worse. I think it's just English. Yeah. English sucks. There's too many vowels. Period. The culture does get overused a lot. I feel like we need to like crack open a thesaurus and try Wait, to expand. There's this, there's this coffee in my office and uh it's called counterculture coffee and I, I just like laughed at it the other day but anyways did you try it no I didn't but I just thought it was funny because it was just, like this weird like rainbow branding and it said counterculture coffee oh. and I was like this is strange <laughs> Very strange. coffee's What's, so skinny though it is um it what really is your is. um what's your favorite kind of cheese Oh, girl, I'm literally on a 750 calorie a day diet. But if you had <laughs> until to I, eat cheese. Until I weigh nothing. But if I had to eat cheese, it would be, oh my God, Trader Joe's has some raw milk cheeses that are like insane. They have, uh, it's not the comfy. It might be the comfy. It's just like extraordinary. When I was super fat, I was eating a lot of fat with parents. Um, I honestly like all cheese as long as it's mm-hmm. fancy. I I wanted to I want my cheese to have like that bite. Like I want it to be so old, and I want it to like have that like moldy ass kind of uh, like yes, bite when it to stinks. it. You know? Yeah, like I want it to be like that sharp cheddar. You know what I'm saying? Or I want like an asiago. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I want it to yes, cut or just like a, or a blue cheese or something with okay. real mold. No, in it. no, I don't. I don't like blue cheese. I don't oh. know what it is. I, I'm obsessed with cheese that smells horrible. Okay, I used me, to be so opposed yes. to like strong flavors that I couldn't even drink coffee, but now like, I don't know. The worse Something it smells, flips. the better it is. It's it's true. I don't know how to explain it. I'm oh, but upset. wait, you can't really eat dairy a lot because like you have to sing, right? I don't buy that, to really? be honest with you. I really don't buy it. What's what's the secret? Like, what do you have to, what are the good things to eat for your voice and what is bad? Or does it not matter? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't buy, like, any of it. I've just, food, food does not affect my voice 
acid reflux affects my voice and mm. I've never noticed I don't have specific food triggers mm. for that so I just take a I just take a pill every night yeah. for that so it's and then just being an, dehydrated that's true so it's all just an industrial complex to get people to buy like it's like throat, throat coat <laughs> yeah the throat coat oh God, the throat it's coat literally it's literally a scam and it's like yeah. people think that like water is going to touch your vocal folds and make them less dry and it's like that's not physiologically possible oh like my singers gosh. just believe so much bullshit that like for me coming from like not being a singer to being like sort of a singer but like I don't even I don't even call myself a singer I'm like I'm a musician mm-hmm. um not to be an arrogant cunt but I just don't I just don't buy like the folktale stuff yeah I'm like I, I'm gonna drink coffee yeah I I'm know some singers like that are like oh I, I can't uh drink uh, cold water I know some opera singers that are like I can't drink cold water it has to be room temperature I'm like shut up like you'll get through it like I was be I, I was able attention. no I was able to sing like get through a whole like two-hour musical in college like coming off the heels of like being absolutely like eating pop tarts backstage is probably not the best but it's like I got through it you know if you are hydrated warm hot cold like it's fine you just water is all you need I think the water isn't touching your fucking cold sorry yeah no you're fine I think like arts people just love rituals and so like I think like (laughs) to them like being like oh I can't I can't have that kind of water or I need like this for my throat like it's Mm -hmm. all just part of it's all part of the ritual to get you into the zone like what do you do Salome exactly Mm -hmm. it just makes them feel safer mm -hmm. yeah and what oh but what's my ritual if it's not yeah (laughs) I I literally don't actually I just sort of I just sort of wing it I don't have a ritual. It's the it's the only way to do it, honestly, because you have to be uninhibited. And when you like build yourself up and like do a little dance beforehand uh, too much, I think you can sort of hype yourself up so much to be nervous, and then your voice cracks. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Mm. Exactly. I never mm. like concerts are never a big deal to me. To be honest with yeah. you, like people are like, oh, so is that like a relief to be finished? And I'm like, well, not really. Mm. Like it's just like. To me, it's, it's like walking, concert. like, yeah, like performing exactly. is like walking, talking to me. It doesn't, I don't get like so hyped up. It's like, oh, it's another day. <laughs> Time yeah, to it's sh- not that interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what it is. Like, I just, I don't have, I've never had like stage fright. I mean, I don't know, like if it's something, I no, I, I never, I literally never get nervous. <laughs> I get nervous I get so ex- much. <laughs> I get extraordinarily nervous. Oh my gosh, sorry. It's so hard to not interrupt people on like the Zoom. No, you're fine. I'm, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I was just going to say that. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I get extraordinarily nervous when certain people are in the audience. Like I had this Mm -hmm. performance at school that I was like I didn't care about like it wasn't nothing about it was really difficult I was singing solo but like I had done it a dozen times and like in rehearsal no nerves at all but then my priest came to the concert and I was terrified like the entire time my heart was racing before after and during the time that I was singing 
which was like a small portion of the concert. And I didn't, I didn't do very well, honestly, but when I, cause I was like, it's, I just, I just knew I didn't sing that well because the day before I had in the dress rehearsal, I nailed it. And so, yeah, that's, I, I don't like people I know. I don't invite people to my concerts, actually. Yeah. People are always like, why didn't you invite me? I'm like, because I know you. <laughs> I don't, I don't want anyone I know to be in the audience. If I don't know the audience, then I'm fine. I can do anything. Yeah. Maybe we'll just ambush you one day and you won't even know it. And we'll be like, good job, girl. We oh my God, yes. And don't tell me. <laughs> I want, yeah, we'll never after. tell. We'll surprise. Because we want to see the full, the full picture. Um, wait, I, I, I was like always no the same way. I like, I would only get nervous if I have a professor in the audience or if I have a crush. Mm. Like if my crush is seeing my show. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I'm so nervous. <laughs> the absolute worst oh, I hate it and then the whole performance is just like absolutely a mess and it's not I would always feel, no yeah and I would always feel like bad when I'd perform in front of my parents and I fucked up you know because it's like they birthed me oh yeah it's like horrifying yeah yeah you're just I'm like I feel like I'm letting them down no, uh, see, I, I don't feel like a shame. I, I just feel like so uh, anal retentive. So I'm like, no, mom and dad, that's not what it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be this way. Like, <laughs> like, like we, this, it was not my fault, you know? <laughs> I've forgotten words in front of my parents and I just feel so awful afterwards. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to get the full deal mm-hmm. and I let them down. What do you do when you forget words, Salome? Or do you never forget? Oh, my memory is so bad. Um, that's the hardest part for me because I'm such a, like for, I'm such a, like an instrumentalist never has to memorize music. Um, a chorus girl never has to memorize music. And then an opera, it all has to be memorized. And I'm, I still don't really know how to do it, to be honest with you. You just wing I'm it. I'm still not there. Like I, I need to figure it out because it's. I mean, every. Uh, I'm horrible at memorization, but it's just. It's not. It's just. I don't think it's. I'm inherently like, not, good at it. I think I haven't figured out a strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's like what Maddie said. Like you just do it. Like, and I think like in the moment, like. I guess it will come to you, you know? And it, it, it doesn't do you well to like stress about what could potentially happen. Because in the moment you'll know what to do. Or hopefully. It usually works out in the moment. It always does. Like most of like, my biggest, usually yeah, my biggest mistakes are at the dress rehearsal. Yeah. When we have God on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other thoughts on opera, Spring Awakening? I mean, there's just like, there's so many thoughts. Art. Like, I, um, I hope um, more um, places do more operas because I really want to see some, but I know, I don't, obviously, this is not something I get ads for, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really have to seek it out, which I guess it's for the better, but um, yeah, I just want to see more like good, cool stuff. <laughs> Right, but I I feel like people are getting more into opera. It's Is true. That crazy? Oh yeah. 
yeah i am theater's back baby okay i'm an opera's back like Period. it's it's a re- it's a uh a, rena- a renaissance um it's a revival my city is about to produce the shining opera have you seen it Ooh, that sounds no, I cool even, i didn't even know that was a thing you'll have to come visit me yeah Josh always tells me like they always do some like the most like esoteric uh, theater in (laughs) Kansas City and sometimes it's like really wonky but sometimes it's like hmm interesting like really cool more wonky than a lot but oh my gosh I don't so I don't know if I can say this but Chi Chi and I are applying to write an opera together (gasps) oh my god oh my god oh my god I would Mishima novel which Wait, one that's literally perfect because i've said confessions of a mask should be an opera which one? Oh my god that's so camp it's beautiful star okay which he considers to be with that one. me neither wow. <laughs> Wait, so- i want to read star by yuki onishima because apparently that's about theater Oh, he wrote something called Star and then also Beautiful Star. (laughs) I know, he needs to get it together. (laughs) Um, Wait, so when you write, um, do you approach it from, I guess you're a musician, so you come at at it from like a musical standpoint first? Um, I guess I don't know anything about writing opera. So I, so I have not, truly written an opera. I've written an aria, but the aria was based on existent texts of Sappho. And so um, the opera that I want to write, like by myself, librettist and composer, is based on Balzac's Sarasina, which is about a man who falls in love with this singer in Rome. And he's not aware that um, all the singers in Rome are male at that time. And so he falls in love with a castrato. And I just really feel compelled wow. to turn that into an opera. That would be perfect. Yes. That would be perfect. Like, oh my gosh, that, like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so setting, so I'm not, uh, I, it's funny. When I, my, the first job that I wanted to have as a kid was a writer, but I, I don't really consider myself a writer. But like in the past year, I've been writing more. I'm currently working on a novel and don't, um, and I recently had a poem published in Expat Press. Um, Ooh, Google yeah. it if you want to. Um, and so I'm sort of like the reason for like all of that is sort of because I want to like ramp up to writing my own libretto, like Wagner mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Mm. And so it's like, well, I, I want to start Wagner. smaller. Oh, he's such a junior. I played so much Wagner in high school. It was always the best. Have you but read it, the Birth of Tragedy? It's easier to like, write an opera. Oh my gosh, I think I haven't finished The Birth of Tragedy, but I've definitely started it. I never oh finished it. Like, I get, I'm, because I'm like, okay, I get the point and I'm bored. And I feel like I probably don't get the entire point, but mm-hmm. I just get bored. Just the way that Nietzsche writes about opera and that, especially Wagner, it's very inspiring. Oh my God, yes. And it totally, yes, it it was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing by being a musician. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) 
where um uh where New York? I mean, you said you maybe your next step is to move to New York. Where whereabouts would you want to live? Uh, I'd probably have to live in Brooklyn or Queens, but like ideally it would be in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, but if my daddy isn't paying my rent, uh, right? Of it's, course, <laughs> it's gonna be you know. Yeah. And I and I, I won't be seventeen forever. So. Right. Of course. <laughs> also, you acted in Zach's finale. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I was so And thrilled. you were great. Yeah, so you were good. so good. Oh my God. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I was so thrilled to do it. Add another line on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pencil that in. Pencil that in. Maybe I I'll put it on my resume too. I should. Oh my God, literally, they'll yeah. never know. <laughs> they'll oh never God. know. We should, we should do it. Because well, counter lines. Although Zach did tell me I had the most lines in the entire thing. The written lines. I think I had, mm -hmm. I think I had six lines. Like, oh my yeah. God, you're third. Wait, do you want to do, I mean, do you have any, like, um, I don't know if you have any poems or like monologues you want to read um, like before this show or like you don't want to? Like, do you have any, like, um, can you record something of you reading something or if you're comfortable? Oh my gosh, I'm so not that good of an actor. But yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Wait, you're not, you're gonna act, but you're opera singer. You have to act for that. I know, but it's, I don't know. Uh, like what, like, like what? Oh, wait, do you guys, you, you guys often do that. Um, I mean, we like to, if, if you want to, but you don't have to, or if you oh have God. something of you, or if you have something of, of you singing, that would be fun. Yeah, you could sing from Spring well, Awakening. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> Weren't um, you going to audition wanna... for, a pr for a production of Spring Awakening recently? <laughs> girl, and they didn't take, they didn't take me, girl. I get a call back. Oh my God. Is that why you went into the asylum? Yeah, that's why I was so upset. I was like, I have to kill myself. I'm, I'll never get a role in Spring Awakening. <laughs> no, but my, my video, my audition, my tape was terrible. My self tape was horrible. So, like, uh, I mean, self taping all, is hard. Self tape is it's just, so hard. And you know, it was also, like, I, feel, I was, I was just going to say, you know, it's also fucked up. It's like, the actors who have like access, cause some, sometimes agencies will be like, oh yeah, you can come into our office at any time and you can have a private room and all this fancy stuff and equipment. And like some people just have to do it in their closet or in their bedroom. And it's like, ugh, it's like the, it just makes right, a competition. Yes, it makes a competition like so much even harder than it already is. And it's like, why? Like, I'm sorry, I don't have agency privilege anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm gonna try to read something from Spring Awakening. Yeah, because I was even looking at something from Spring Awakening. I couldn't really find any like good, like, there's not, no, I don't know, there's no monologues or anything I could really find that were good. Um, but I don't know, you can do whatever you want or you don't have to if you don't want to. Okay. I have this script right in front of me. I don't need to, I don't need to uh, 
I want to waste your time. No, you, you can't. You can't stop. You need. You need a moment to step into character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, if you're singing, when you're like singing by yourself, like what do you usually sing? So I'm like constantly singing, like bullshit all the time when I'm alone. Um. What do you usually say? Oh, just like just like for I you I'll literally just like make stuff up. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, I'll just improvise. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I think, well, no, I usually just sing the same stupid songs I've been singing since my childhood. Um, but, yeah. It's crazy. I uh, I usually, do you ever sing, do you sing, like, loud? Like, do you sing full out? Because, like, I swear my, uh, my neighbors can hear me. Oh, my God, I'm way too scared to sing at home like full voice oh my god i'm constantly screaming i'm screaming in my apartment constantly (laughs) and i um feel bad because then like when i walk outside my apartment i pass somebody in the hallway i'm like i know that they can hear me it's like i'm embarrassed when i'm confronted with one of my neighbors but they should be so glad that they got a show from their neighbor you know getting a free concert exactly Or I do wonder, sometimes I have my window open and then I wonder if like somebody's like concerned because I hear like a young woman like wailing in the distance. I'm not (laughs) sure. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. What's the weather like in Philadelphia right now? It's so bad. It's so cold and rainy. It's okay. I don't know what it is about April, but Josh and I were just talking like April was so busy for us. So many like crazy shitty things happened. And then it also rained every single day for the last 30 days. It makes me depressed. I think we as humans are more sensitive to the weather than we like to think. Oh, totally. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's where I live, it's literally like cold uh, and cloudy nine months out of the year. And it's, it weighs on you for sure. Actually all four of my psych ward visits. And I think <laughs> um, like three of my like visits that like didn't get me admitted ha- occurred within like a three month period of like winter turning to spring and I swear just something about it like triggers something in my brain to like freak out um do you okay I don't know if maybe I'm really, a prophet no I, I no it's true I mean I don't I could know if see this you being really... a prophet I totally could <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one of those like happy lamps or that I use during the winter I don't know if it works I, ha- I got it off of Amazon What's that song in Spring Awakening where they're like, uh, it's like Moritz and then the other girl, and he's like, I don't do sadness. Yes. And then she's <laughs> yes. like, It's called, yes, it's and called Don't Do Sadness. Yeah. And then spring, she says, Spring yes, and Summer. <laughs> so good. There's such great duality in that song. Yeah. Like, I love you know, it. like, yeah. Yeah. Like, but- you can, like, be sad but then also like there's like days where like it's really beautiful and you really like feel great to be alive you can be sad and you can also be happy (laughs) 
exactly yeah. well that's like and that's the true nature of life well it's yeah because it's so much of it is a, is also about the seasons it's like spring awakening it's like a uh, rebirth it's like discovering new things and then it's like summer you stepped into like new happier time spring is kind of like crusty and dusty and it's like different every day and um yeah summer is like really happy like sunshiny the guy who plays Moritz in the original Broadway show, I always found him so cute. I know, and then he wound <laughs> up ugly. It made me so mad. I was like, he, he, yeah. I feel like he like got worse. I, he needs to like, get a I don't know, it made me extremely sad. There's a, there's he was a like pattern. a gorgeous femboy. <laughs> yes. Ugh. He doesn't even look like the same person. No, there's, he needs a haircut really bad. There's like such a, we're, we're finding, we're finding such a pattern here of like musical theater men like aging horribly and like getting so ugly later in life. <laughs> I don't get it. It must be because like there's something demonic in musical theater. Maybe. Yes, it's a mm -hmm. pedocabal. It's oh, the pedophilia. Yeah. It, no, it, absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> it's a sodomite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, when so I mean, you're you're working on so much. Like, do you ever like fall into these patterns? Because I'm the same way, where I take on so many projects. And I'm like, uh, what am I doing? Like, is this all going to work out? Is everything going to get finished? Like, I'm very, mm. I'm constantly absorbing projects because oh. I want to have more and more fun constantly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, uh, is this really going to, uh, are we really going to do this? Um, and I like overwhelm myself with things. Um, sometimes, somehow it all it comes happens. together. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just like constantly absorbing more projects than I should. Um, and the next thing you know, I'm like, uh, I guess I committed to this. <laughs> but I it's it's good. Well, it's like, a I skill. like it. Yeah. It's a skill to know your limits. And mm -hmm. I have never had that skill. Yeah. I think I'm good at knowing and I don't my know limits. how to develop it. Yeah. Well you're 17, so I mean as you age yeah, you'll you'll figure yeah. you'll figure it out. I mean I definitely know my like today I didn't I was I made sure not to do anything really so I could sleep because I'm busy but um yeah I'm just constantly well, it's the Sabbath. that's true yeah I'm sure you'll be working on the yeah. Sabbath and it's Mother's Day so oh my god yes shout out to all the mothers shout out to all including the mothers. mine even though she wouldn't she wouldn't come see me it's fine <laughs> it's fine 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 I'm not mad well what do you have on your schedule for this week what's your um what are these next couple months looking like oh for you? this Working. week i am teaching with the school years wrapping up we have our big concert um i have another podcast i can't disclose the name of um uh, i have my mm. voice lesson my vocal coaching um probably gonna start playing piano at mass again because I took a little break because I was doing it like I just had too much going on and then I went to this like word lol um but not like 
down much. Like I'm just chilling. I have the opera. I'm writing. I'm trying to like work on my music and my writing, mm-hmm. um, and just sort of uh, try to be stable mainly. I mean, honestly, like I mm-hmm. that's the goal. <laughs> trying to you know keep it together. I'm the same way. I'm like, yes. am I gonna make it through? I'm just always uh you know so impressed with myself that somehow <laughs> I've still managed to sort of keep every I feel like I'm constantly on the brink of like slipping through the cracks but somehow still here like Elaine Stretch yeah you're still oh my here. God. <laughs> I'm still here yeah. <laughs> I love how low she yes sings. I know I love that she like squawks like a bird her like well, she low C sharps in Cut the Company OBC send me every time. I'm like, sis, you're a man. Oh, yeah. She's, she like... played Mother Goose in like a cartoon at one point, I think. She is like very manly. Like I always like, she like strikes me as like, okay, a cool like old lady, but also like her singing voice is like, mm, sounds like sort of like a gay man, like old. I don't know something about it oh my god I love the singers who can't sing but they can really sing right that's how, you know what I, I mean feel, yeah. like their voice is like uncanny and ugly and it doesn't work at all but they are famous and they make it work yeah and they that's don't like early Lana Del Rey early Lana Del Rey on uh, SNL oh my god Joni I'll have no, to look I- that up um yeah I know you're talking about like the singers who like okay it doesn't sound like pleasing but it fits like it just makes sense in the convention of like the song and whatever yeah the beauty of theater mm-hmm. well any other um thoughts or concerns questions um anything else on your mind um, I don't think so. I think it's a sickening two-hour pause. The <laughs> girls will love it. Hell yeah! I'm sure. looking. I'm looking forward to more um, uh, sneaky little audio clips to be sprinkled throughout <laughs> your timeline. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yes. Oh yeah, and if you ever want to, um, well, first of all, if I'm ever in Philadelphia, I you know. For, for some reason. Um, I'm always looking for a companist, so I'll hire you as an accompanist if I ever need to. Um, <laughs> and then, oh my God, I yeah. love that. That'd yes. be amazing. No, because seriously, like I have, I swear to God, some of these companies suck ass so bad. I went to an audition like two years ago <laughs> and literally I just, it was a simple Cole Porter song. So simple. And the guy just oh, absolutely... No completely just like butchered the whole thing where I didn't even know where to start like I knew the song perfectly but he absolutely it just sounded like he took his forehead and like glided it across the keyboard like <laughs> I was just it was a disaster it's weird. it's weird how rare a good pianist is and I don't totally it's know true. how to explain it because everyone goes everyone grows up playing piano but then when you need a professional level pianist who can read music, it's like, where are they? 
I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, I, I'm if I ever um, do have like a musical theater audition or something, I have to sing for. I'm just gonna be like, um, I brought my own uh, accompanist, Pariah the Doll. Um, perhaps you have heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, right. I would I would learn any rep for you. I know, because seriously, because I don't trust any of these people out here. Like, if I go and hold with somebody who like is has been sitting there for like five hours and just like on a whim no 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 <laughs> no i love you Salome. we love you we're huge oh, fans. i love you i love fans. you even though you pronounce it wrong every time <laughs> what how do i pronounce how do you pronounce it Salome. <laughs> Zalame. Zalame. what have i been saying Zalame. Oh Salome. <laughs> Salome. I need I need to tweet the IPA. Yeah. International oh. phonetic alphabet. Then the girls will know. Yeah. Follow dialect selectuals on yeah, yeah. Instagram. Dialect selectuals. We have to do oh an episode on uh we have to do an episode on Arthur Lasek kind of no right well there'll be an episode coming it's okay (laughs) once again (laughs) once again dialect selectical oh god okay i need (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so tired it's a sabbath sabbath girl i can't believe i made it i know (laughs) on 750 calories too (laughs) congrats well thank you well, we're pro Anna. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>